0: is Jesse Moore and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. We are here for you and you only. We are here to make good leaders great leaders. Let's get started by introducing our guest today. Today we have on the show is Dana Overcast. Uh, Dana is the facility administrator of Express ER. Hello Dana, how are you today?
1: Hey Jesse, thank you for having me. Hey,
0: no problem. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your job.
1: Well, um Jesse, I am a regional facility administrator for our Central Texas locations. We have uh, locations in Waco, Temple, and Harker Heights. My home is Waco, though. Um, And basically what it means to be a facility administrator is I take care of the people that work there, and I take care of our facility. So anything that needs attention from maintenance to food to (laughs) Emotional damage. I take oh, care of it. I, got it.
0: I, I, I think uh, emotional damage is probably the most <laughs> hardest one to, you know, yes. to, uh, to, to deal with. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, Express ER. What do you guys do?
1: Oh man. Express ER is a freestanding emergency room. We are open 24 hours a day. We are governed, owned and ran by our physicians that work there. So you're guaranteed to get the best medical experience you've ever had. And, uh, we are have a small staff every day. You just work with a nurse, one c. T. tech, your physician on duty, and your front desk girl. And so we see typically 30 to 40 patients a day, and um, yeah, we like to say we can treat anything from flu to fracture and headache to heart attack.:
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so tell me you know this 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 uh, this podcast is about leadership. So tell me, how many people do you uh, you know do you lead or do you have up under your umbrella that you uh, you have leadership over?
1: Okay, out of our Waco clinic, I probably have about twenty to thirty employees, just depending on how large our PRN pool is at the time.
0: Okay, so tell me, uh, so what is the hardest part about leadership? Uh,
1: a couple of things. Uh, first, I think one of the hardest part is is it does uh, cost me a lot of family time a lot of personal time, um, as I am 100% focused on caring for the people I work for. Um, The other hard part is when you're managing people, you have a lot of personalities to manage. You have a lot of emotions to manage, and everybody receives instruction differently. And so you have to learn what each person needs in relation to, you know, direction and um instruction and how they're going to receive that in what is meaningful for them and just a way that they can understand it in general
0: okay so so tell me what was your job before you know being a facility administrator
1: before i came to express er i worked for a local home health company for about five and a half years and i had multiple jobs there but Right before leaving I had about 250 caregivers under me that um, I helped manage and schedule every single day in about 8,000 patient hours to cover.
0: Wow, that's that On a weekly basis. Wow, that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty hard, but that's pretty awesome also. Yes. So so what got you into leadership? So did they just come up to you and say, you know, Dana, uh we want you to be in this position. how did, What did you do to get there for them to start looking at you?
1: Pretty much my whole life, I have been one of those persons that says, I will do it. Pick me. I'll take a chance and do it. I've never been hesitant to um, be challenged by something. And whether it was when I was a child or a softball leader or, or whatever, but specifically at... Um, my previous employment, um, I started at the bottom, a very entry-level job when I went there. And within a few months, the owner of the company just recognized something in me that he put me in this number two position in the office within about eight to nine months.
0: Wow. And
1: just awesome. just a people person, just have a way. And when you have 200-plus caregivers um, and employees there that you have to um, work with and manage and You've gotta build trust in relationships and that's very easy for me.
0: Right. So when I was growing up, you know, my mom and my dad instilled a lot of working habits in me. Uh my dad always told me, Hey, you know, whatever you want, you work hard for it. You get it by the sweat of your eyebrow. Yes. My mom always told me, Whatever you do, make sure you do a good job at it because you never know, you know, who's coming behind you or who's looking at you. And so when she told me that, you know, she I just knew that I'm going to do a good job, you know, I want to work, I want to work hard. And I think that, uh, ever since I was, you know, just a young kid, you know, if I was, you know, mowing yards or washing cars or whatever, you know, just growing up in Louisiana, you know, I tried to do a good job just because mom said, you know, Hey, whatever you do, do a good job at it. So tell me, what about your parents? How did they, you know, you know, uh, you know, help you through you growing up?
1: So I'm the oldest of, um, three girls, and my parents were very hard workers. They still are to this day. As I was growing up, they worked two jobs each, almost my whole childhood. And one of the things that I always think about my mom saying, um, my parents are not people of a lot of words or a lot of advice. They're not warm and fuzzy kind of folks. They're <laughs> very hardworking, yeah, and absolutely. that relate related to me, that you just do everything that you're supposed to do just because... That's what you do. Right. But my mom said if you can't do something well then you don't even do it at all. So in her her from her perspective you need to do everything 100% or why even do it? Right. Because it doesn't matter if you halfway do it. Right. Do it 100%. And so I hear that a lot throughout the years um when I'm struggling with something or when I want to quit or give up a little bit i hear my mom saying that to me as a young girl that which she actually said her daddy always said that to her
0: right i got it i got it so tell me so leadership uh so what resources have you had you know you know when you when you uh got to be a you know a, a leader you know oh Did they give you the resources or did you have to learn on the fly?
1: I honestly do not feel like I was giving any resources, especially in my current position. And that is no dig or knock on my my leadership at all. But I received four hours of training on my very first day. And then my boss left for Cabo for two weeks. And I sat for those two weeks, and I read every compliance binder that we had in our facility. And I wrote a list of questions to ask my medical director and my director of operations when they came back from vacation. And that's how I learned. I sat, I researched, I studied, I read, and I asked a lot of questions.
0: (laughs) So if you had to, uh, if you had to, you got another person up under you. Okay. And how would you go about you know, leading them? Would you give them resources or would you tell me? How would you go about that process?
1: So I have actually, I call it my brain. I created a binder, if you will. Um, when I do train other folks, I give them my brain. Every bit of knowledge that I can think of that is useful for me, that I look at on a daily, weekly, quarterly, or yearly basis, you know, because I have to do a lot of compliance, I give that information to whoever I'm training. Because I think about this would have been so helpful for me on day one right. to have had these resources. And so, yes, I have taken the time over the last five years to create different resources for different departments. Um, when we're doing their training. Right.
0: Okay. okay. I got it. I got it. So, 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 so how would if what's what's your leadership style?
1: Well, Jesse, I I like to lead by the golden rule. There's a leadership um classification called an affiliative. And that's really what I line up with. I am more emotional. I worry about everybody else's emotions. I want to be encouraging and um, have a team that is family, cultured, and cares about one another. Right. But the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated, is really ultimately how I live my life. We do have a dress code policy that we are very tightly, um, we tightly adhere to at Express ER. If you come in with pink hair or, or a lot of facial piercings or exposed tattoos, I'd have a conversation right there in the interview. Are you willing to, you know, color your hair a more natural color? Are you willing to take your piercings out? Are you willing to cover up your tattoos? Because these are our um, policies uh, for our uniform code, and I've never had anybody tell me they're not willing to do that.
0: Sure. So, so with with this day and age, is you, you're not going to find too many people out there, you know that. Do not have a tattoo that's, right you know you have some young kids that the first thing they want to do when they get out of high school to turn 18 they want to get a tattoo and back in the day we used to frown upon sure. that so do you think that that's a good policy
1: i think those policies definitely need to be looked at when you are in a time such as we are now where hiring is becoming more difficult um when we first started this out five years ago, people were knocking down our doors to come work at Express ER. Um, now that is not so much anymore because of all the travel opportunities that are available. But we have discussed revisiting some of those policies, and we did We even let go of our non-compete. We, you know, there are things that we have to evolve as a company over the years, and Maybe we will have to revisit that at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because one of the things that, you know, we can't do is lead the way they used to lead right. back in the day. You know, back in the day, you know, my dad used to tell them, you know, you better get your, you know, you know, but to work. You know what I'm saying? So nowadays you have, you know, uh, wives call- calling in for husbands, you know, husbands calling in for wives. And, you know, we can't, we we can't, Tell them no, you know, because of the simple fact that things have, have changed over the years, you know. Uh, you got to treat every employee with white gloves. You know, even in the military, is a little bit different it now is. from when you're going through basic training. Yeah, a lot of times we just have to, you know, change with the times, you know. Uh, these old these old policies that we have not changed in twenty years we're gonna have to go back and change them if you want to staff if you want to staff your your company absolutely you staff your organization tell me now uh, Dana, so where does God play a role in your life with this leadership position
1: it's the biggest role I'm emotional Jesse it's okay I we'll
0: cry together I can't do
1: anything. <laughs> without God. Right. And I have employees that don't believe like that and that's okay. Sure. And I am careful um, to respect their boundaries and respect their, um, you know, personal ideologies. Um, But if you come to me and you need advice or you want to have a conversation, I'm very open about uh, my spirituality. Sure. And, uh, but it is the... Biggest thing, I wake up every day, and I'm like, all right, God, teach me how to see people like you do every sure. day, right. and it's uh, it's just important to me. It guides me. He leads me, and um, even in my most difficult and challenging days, it's all I have sometimes.
0: Sure. That's all we have to lean on. Yeah. yeah right. And I, Can you be a successful leader without God in your life?
1: I think you can. Um I don't know how to relate to that, honestly, but I think, you know, there are people who are inherently good people and don't believe in God. And at the end of the day, if you are treating people with kindness and doing the work that is required of you, you're, you could be a good leader.
0: Right. I I believe that. So, so, you know, I think that, you know, uh, that what you said was absolutely uh, correct, because I wake up in the morning. That's the first thing I do, you know, I pray for my family, and I pray for my staff. Yes. Uh, I pray for my staff's children. You know, uh, I sit in the parking lot and just pray over the whole department. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm at work, when I'm th- at work that early, and I think that that kind of like guides my day. You know, because you want him to, you know, uh, to guide you. You want to make sure that he guides your thinking, right? Guides your thoughts. You know, sometimes uh, uh, help us not be biased. You know, because we do have unconscious bias. We're biased and, you know, just face it, you know. And so I just ask the Lord to just guide me, help me Mm -hmm. think, you know, help me, uh, help me speak, uh, you know, when, when it's appropriate, you know, Uh, let me think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Take the 10 second (laughs) rule, you know, before we blow up, you know, and every day, whenever I have a meeting with my boss. Or if I have a meeting with my boss, I will go to the bathroom and say a quick prayer. I
1: do the same thing.
0: Because you never know what the enemy has, yeah. you know, before you, you know, and then by you going and praying before, you know, hey, you know, just let me just calm down. I don't know what it's about, you know, but only you know, Lord. Yeah. Guide me and lead me.
1: I was just thinking, I, I go into the staff bathroom often and I wonder, okay, the They probably think I've been in here too long, but really I'm in there talking to God and figuring out how I'm going to get through whatever challenging thing is before me. But, um, you know, my biggest prayer here lately has been, Jesus, just help me see this person through your eyes. What do you see, Lord? Because, I mean, I can be judgmental.
0: Right. We all can. And
1: I don't want to be. Right. Right but especially when i'm trying to build those relationships with my um staff and you know they're going through hard times and i know what something personal they might be going through sometimes that reflects in their job right and um that's a, you know that's another thing i've i've seen leaders and un- quickly let go of people because someone's having a bad day or somebody didn't complete their task or whatever the situation was not really egregious sure. things, but I think we just got to let people have room to grow and and extend some grace for people to have a bad day sometimes.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I, so, I really appreciate you. Uh,
1: thank you for having me. Thank
0: you for coming on the show today. That's it for Icon Leadership. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at com. Or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.